Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we're back. Another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags, Chuck Curry, talking about the greatest movies of all time and some new stuff as well. Uh, 35 years ago this year, 35 years was 1986. I was still in high school. Chuck was probably married with two kids at the time. I don't know. Um, Get out of here. No, nah, it was a good time. Let me ask you a question. Is the show over yet? <laughs> well, the good thing about 1986 is both of us were Met fans. You know, we were watching That's movies and, and enjoying one of their greatest seasons. So, right, good what, things happen. Good things happen with two out and no on, right? Gotta believe. Now you, you never. It's never over, right? Someone it's not said. over until uh, the, the last out, right? That's right. That's right. And, and you um, gotta keep. You gotta believe. Who said that? You gotta believe. You gotta believe. That was Tug McGraw. All right, we're gonna get Tug to the. Our let, me you, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You just said to me. We talk about the greatest movies of all time. So mm-hmm. why do we constantly bring up Beyond the Poseidon Adventure from 19? 19- that's, that's a you problem, not a me huh? problem. That's a you problem. I, I sort of like I'm going against. I'm, I'm, I'm like you're swimming upstream and I'm paddling backwards. Is that yeah, correct? I, believe me, while I do this podcast, it does feel like I swim upstream sometimes. Okay, There's no doubt about that. Okay. Uh, Chuck, we get to movie news in a second. Um, we, you know, we have some new movies coming out this week. I did want to let you know I did watch Without Remorse with Michael B. Jordan on Prime Video. Now this uh, was supposed to come out. What uh, is Prime Video? Yeah, you know what it is. It's a streaming service. Um, it's a Tom Clancy movie. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, it's a bit of a misfire for me, Chuck. You, you know, your biggest criticism with Michael B. Jordan is a lot of internal acting. Yeah. You're not, not going to like this movie. Um, it's basically a revenge film. Um, there is some good action in it, but Jamie Bell is a co-star. Not very appealing. Um, it's kind of falls flat. And it's another one of those movies, Chuck, when we were wondering, hey, why aren't they just releasing these movies in theaters? Why are they putting them on stream like Wonder Woman's and, 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 and movies like that? Frankly, they're just not good enough um, and, and they probably wouldn't have been good enough in theaters anyway. And this, you know, was supposed to be another mo- theatrical release, but it's not good enough. And I'm wondering, I don't know. Have you watched Army of the Dead yet? Um, came out this I'm, weekend. I'm either going to go to a theater this weekend to see it or wait till HBO Max next weekend. It, right. did, it, it, it is playing on 600 uh, Cinemark screens. It was exclusive deal. Cinemark has caved or found the light, however you want to pinpoint the psychology of what they're doing but unlike amc and regal cinemark sat at the table cut a deal with netflix and said we'll take army of the dead one week exclusive in our theaters 600 before it hits uh, netflix a week from uh this past friday i I can see why they did it though yeah it is an interesting uh i i think it's coming on netflix not hbo max oh no you're right hbo uh, my bad. Netflix next Netflix, week. Netflix, right. Netflix. Um, but it's, it is an interesting weekend because you have uh, the woman in the window. That's an Amy Adams uh, movie. That's on Netflix now. You have yeah. the Angelina Jolie thriller written by Taylor Sher- Sheridan. Uh, Those who wish me dead. Which she yes. plays a firefighter. Who's I watched bits and pieces of it. We booked it at our looks, theater here in East Strasburg. It was pretty compelling what I saw. It looks interesting. I want to watch a different kind of a starring turn for her. And then you've got the next Saw movie coming out only in theaters. And yeah, that's Spiral with Chris Rock. And we were talking off the air. It's doing yeah. pretty well. It's, it's, it's Yeah, I mean, I just got wind. Uh, it's going to do a $14 million opening weekend, number one. Uh, $14 million for a horror movie in this franchise that's fairly solid, Mike. Well, during a band temp- during a pandemic as well. We're, we're coming with we're, we're, again. There was a point when we were doing the show. All we talked about 
is is the uh, the 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 bleakness the bleakness and there's a lot of light now we're 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 going in the right direction in a big time way now well and and it shows in my stock on amc number one with the big cdc news this past week about not wearing masks and Mm -hmm. go have fun do whatever you want kind of thing within limits um i think that's a reflection of people feel a little bit more freedom especially if they're vaccinated to go out and do things and going to the movies is going to be one of those things i mean listen Uh, if you're vaccinated fully Go and for you it. don't feel free. Go well, why did it. you yeah. get vaccinated? Yeah. It's, what's the point? Right? And this is good news for a quiet place. Part two, which is, is Memorial Day weekend. You've got to figure. Can it make a hundred million dollars, Chuck? Hmm. I don't know. No, I'm going to say it can't. No. All right. It is a holiday so. weekend. But um, I, listen, if it did, if it does, if it blows past 50. I think that's a good that's a good thing. And I think it will. And Corella comes out next week, too, for Memorial Day weekend. But that's also going to be a Disney Plus movie as well. Yeah. So. Are you surprised this week? The news that Disney said that the Jungle uh, Jungle Cruise, Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt is going to go in theaters. But also HBO. I mean, I can't. I got HBO Max on the brain. Also, Disney, <laughs> Disney Plus, Disney Plus, twenty nine yeah. ninety nine. Like they can't wait. Like, yeah. Did, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, that seems like one of those. Yeah, movies. pushing the boundaries. They they know what they're doing here. Yeah, yeah, they, they do. They, 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 it's called having your cake and eating it too. No, why not? Why not? Because there, you- they, like, there was two years ago, the theaters had the had the leverage. Yep. Now, now the studios have all the leverage. The theaters really have no leverage. They really don't. Well, I, I like to call it double dipping, right? You get both markets and you, you get the movie theaters and the streaming and yeah, and away we go. Uh, and, and, you know, it'll be an interesting Memorial Day weekend and uh, to say the least. So you got all those movies coming out. Um, by the way, I showed my daughter The Terminator last weekend. She absolutely loved that movie. And what year was that from, Chuck? 84. You got it. One of our favorite years yeah. of all time. Now, 86 is though. a good year, too. We're going to get to that in a second. But um, she's pumped. Maybe we'll watch T2 tonight um, in, in a little while. Uh, now, let but- me ask you a question. I know because we veer into different things. Okay. Terminator is a great movie. I mean, uh, that was a star. great movie. It's a four-star okay. movie. Terminator yeah. 2 is a really good movie. Yes. Terminator I- 3, I enjoy Yes. I, I I know Cameron didn't direct it, but and and it doesn't have Sarah Connor. But I I gotta I just something about that movie. It, it, it's like it just you could you could pop it in or you change yeah, channels. It plays really well beginning to end. The scope like is the, the the scale of it seems a lot smaller. That ending, I love that last fifteen. The minutes ending's really when they're good. In that it underground is. bunker, and so cool. And, and Nick Claire, Stahl, Claire Danes Nick- is good. Nick Stahl was a lost talent. I mean, it, it, that kid was good. And I, he was you know, good in that movie. He was good in that movie. And he yeah. just kind of lost his way a little yeah, bit. Uh, and Arnold's yeah. good in it. Let's face it. Arnold's, Arnold's fine. He's yeah, Arnold's really Arnold. Hey, it's the Arnold show. Terminator, right? I actually did not mind Salvation either. I thought Terminator Salvation was a decent movie with. Uh, uh, that had so I, many. That, that had a lot of. Um, yeah. it, it was all over the place creatively. Like they were trying to do so many different things with it. But after that, I'm done with the series. Yeah, I'm me too. I'm done with it. And especially the one where they go back. In but, time. you know, they're going to eventually just reboot the whole thing again. You would think so. But watching the original again, it's just so gritty and just so, you know, it's another reminder. And it's also very thought provoking. It's very thought provoking so, because like T1 and T2 and even T3, there's things in that movie that, that's that's foretelling the future yeah. that is yeah. completely accurate. And yeah. artificial intelligence, if you read if you read a lot of the stuff coming out. 
the things that man and machine are going to murder. I mean, it's 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 here. Now, the bleakness of what that movie turns into is almost a reality. Yeah, I mean, and the power of artificial intelligence, how much power will it have over man? I mean, it really it's it's was ahead of its time. That's what they call really good sci fi. A great sci fi. It's it's a great sci fi, great action movie. And, you know, Bella, when he comes at one more uh, Sarah Bella's Connor one more now. time. She's yeah. 11. And yeah. when she and he's cut in half and comes at her one more time, she's like, he he's not going to die, is it? It's just uh, it's fascinating. It's fun to watch these movies again. And those effects on the budget, you know, oh, they're, they're, yeah. they're really cool. They are. They definitely are. And he used the back screen a lot. James yeah. Cameron back in the day. Yeah. Um, speaking of, you know, uh, movie news now, before we get into some Fast Five in 1986, I, you know, Knives 2, I'm looking forward to knives out to knives out to um, yeah. I'm a big fan of the original, but they're starting mm. to build onto this cast. Like it's a oceans 11 movie. Now Yeah, and David Bautista, Dave Bautista and Ed Norton are going to be Ed in the Norton. next knives out. Um, yeah. Boy, Ed Norton. Here's another scr- a head scratcher over. Career, yeah, it's right? a head scratcher. I mean, and he's not a kid anymore now. You know, uh, he still looks good on screen and he's still. Yeah, def- I mean, you know, he was regarded as one of the top talents in the industry. Yeah, I, I remember that Spike Lee movie. What was it? 20. What was it? 20. Uh, yeah. 20. Uh, before he went to jail. 20, right. 20. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I sort of like that movie. Yeah. He's done some interesting. Obviously, Rounders is great. And and I, I mean, actually like career, his career veer when he when he got Hulk. the Hulk to stand yeah, on the Hulk. Hulk. And, and you know, the the buzz on his behavior and they didn't want to work with him. Yeah. And then, he you know, he he. he he's he was an actor and he, he wants to go into the editing room and redo the movie yeah, himself, you know. Yeah, you think about it. He had Hulk and uh, Red Dragon relatively close to each other. And I like Red Dragon. Red that movie's good. underrated. Yeah, it is. It's very well done. And uh, was that Brian Brian Singer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's uh, regarded Dragon? And not even no, 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 not Brian. So, you know, uh, no. Uh, what's no, his name? No, it wasn't Brian Singer. It was no. um, it, uh, the other guy. Yeah, why can't I think of his name? Uh, he, I did, uh, he did. He did X Men. He did X Men uh, three. Movies. Yeah. He did the third act. Uh, Brian uh, Brian Ratner. Brett Ratner, Ratner, Brett Ratner. Ratner. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, but it got Anthony Hopkins back in the role again. It was fun, different kind yeah. of movie. Yeah. Um, it kind of goes way out of control, um, you know, towards the end with, you know, some of the scenes, but, you know, definitely worth watching um, to say the least. Uh, Chuck, any movie news that you got? Are you talking to me? Yes. What do you think about NBC and the Golden Globes cancellation? What's your opinion of this stuff? Um, you know, it's a lot easier for NBC to pull out of something like this when nobody's watching it anyway. So, you know, it's, it, they want to make this great social stand where I really, what's the, what's I, the I, risk? I, I mean, as a telecast, I always thought it was highly enjoyable. Though. It was. But, you know, at this point in time, again, I, I it's tone deaf right now. All these award ceremonies, we say it over and over again. It's kind of unnecessary. It might be a time, Chuck, where these things are streaming only. At well, let point. me ask you. Let me ask you a question because uh, I get, I've I've given thought to this. It appears post COVID that celebrity is as is it has such little importance in people's lives. People Absolutely. seem to not care, and it's like there's a there's one thing about not caring. There's another about trying to eradicate celebrity, well, and pro- I yeah. think a lot of I think a lot of powerful people in the industry understand what's going on here and while they want to make you know their their the big money and have their you know massive career 
uh, it's definitely a much tougher landscape than it ever has been. Am I wrong? Well, you think about no, and it's a couple. It's a combination of a lot of things. One, where everybody yeah. is important, nobody's important. So if you have a TikTok channel, if you have a YouTube channel, yeah. and everybody can become a star. So celebrity has de- plummeted that much. Then it's the overwokeness part of celebrity with all these, you know, back but again, the, does that, okay. Now th- that affects I, I, people. People are not going to want to go see, uh, uh, but who, who is, who, who is hot? I mean, don't get me wrong. If, if this injustice, yeah, I, uh, yeah exactly. if this injustice, no, right. you want to eradicate, you want you, but you, you want to, you want to clean up real injustice. Yes. But you don't, but, you, but I don't want to go, you, but can you clean up everything? No, you can't. But it's not up to Regina King to tell me what I should feel guilty about. That's the I, kind of, I, I get I don't, it. That's the part of the stuff that I don't I don't like. I don't get it. And it turns. So me I guess off. They, they, they said that the Hollywood foreign press, right? Yes. They're sex, sexist. Sexist right? and yeah, so misogynistic. Yes, misogynist. Right. So so it's up to certain people to say we're cleaning this up. Well, Tom Cruise hey, returned hey, all his hey, golden gloves, right? So we're taking the broom and the mop and the sledgehammer and we're cleaning this all up from here on out. You can't erase is, history. Huh? You can't erase history. You can't. You can't. It is what it is. You really want to make a move to cut it, shut, shut it all down. Turn it all down. And if this happens and, 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 it, and it has a, a major effect, I don't think it will. But who cares? I mean, the Hollywood Foreign Press. I mean, is there people that were screaming from the rooftops saying these people have got to go? This is no. what they're well, doing. Let, let, let's, let's bounce into this. The interview, the interview in the UK that Seth, Ro- Seth Rogen did that basically, I think, put a nail in the coffin in the career of his yeah, once very done. close buddy. Franco, um, Franco, James Franco. You know, James Franco. Yeah, he's done. He's done. Especially right now, unless how do you feel happened. about what James uh, Seth Rogen said? It, it, did he have to say? Did he? Here's another. Here's a, here's a For thing. his own career, yes. Okay, he did. All right, he okay. did. So you know, at what point you got to separate yourself if you want to have your own career, right? I guess so. Because he is lumped into that whole problem that's there. Um, now let me ask you another question. When West, okay, in this environment, right? So Spielberg's West Side Story hits theaters December 10th. Right. The star of that movie. Had some Me Too issues. He does. Right? He does. Me, yes. I mean, who? I'm not saying why. You know, su- supposedly he, he was he was involved with somebody who was 17 at the time. He was like 21. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she yeah. made some accusations. He denied it. So listen, uh, he, he's he's you know, I don't here's, know. Here's what I want. But like, but, but, this if, is this is, but if everybody starts piling on him and that movie, and it could happen, you, we don't know. Here's is that the- fair? But no, it's not. But these the, yeah. the industry has brought it on themselves yeah. to, for something like that to happen. When mm. you preach and when you uh, and you're righteous, you better live a righteous life. I they, agree. They're, they're going to because, you know, you. Jesus said those without sin throw the first stone. Exactly. I want to throw that stone. Right. Here's what I want. And I hate the yeah. shut up and dribble thing. But for me, yeah. make yeah. a movie. And move on. I don't need all the other crap. I really don't. Well, I, I agree. And I and I think it. Ta- I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Spielberg's West Side Story tarnished. No, because people want to jump on some sort of bandwagon just for the sake of jumping on it. Right. 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 And, and, and sometimes and and a lot of this is just they just when they jump on it, they, they don't even know how they got on it. They don't know no, why they're on it. No, they're just they're on just, it. Yeah. It's just the, the self-righteous feeling good about themselves. Now, if something hard, if something really, really, really bad that's happened, like a Kevin, that's Spacey, different. Kevin Spacey, that was legit. What happened to him had to happen. I mean, the guy was out of control. Um, the, the comedian Delea, whatever his name is, Chris Delea, uh-huh. another guy. I mean, these guys, some of these guys. They, they overdo it and, and they use their power and it's awful. Harvey Weinstein, all that stuff had to happen. 
I agree with all that, but I don't need them to stand on their, you know, holier than thou throne and tell me that my life, you know, I need to change the way I live because they live their life so perfectly. And, and I think that's, it turns a lot of people off Chuck and, and, yeah. and, and that hurts the movie industry. I know you don't think and it's not just the award ceremonies. It hurts the movie industry. People are turned off by stuff like that. Um, it, it, it's a shame. I hope things get better. Um, and I hope they just remember back in the day, it was mm-hmm. a huge deal when Marlon Brando didn't show up at the Oscars and somebody else got it for the injustice for Native Americans. That was one person in 40 years did it. Now, every person that stands up and gets an award, I got to I got to hear about their hardships. And it's my fault that they went through it all. That's not good, Chuck. And that's the society we live in right now. And you can thank social media for that. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because when uh, even when we started doing this show compared to now, oh, I mean, with COVID and streaming and and these movements, it's not going to be that. I don't think it's ever really going to be. Our life is never really going to be what it was. I don't think so. No, no. It's but you do adapt. You move on and you enjoy the other things in life that are important. I get it. Like Josh Lucas getting a a headlining role in the new Purge movie. Chuck, I saw the Forever Purge trailer. Yeah, me too. Josh Lucas is your star. Where did this come from? From out of the Poseidon and into the Purge. Dylan Johns. That was his character's name. We got it. But it was a little surprising that this is an interesting choice. Shake them off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting. It's an interesting career move. I mean, listen, he's he. he, Well, he he was doing those um, Christian movies. He did. Yeah. yeah, So, I mean, you know, I I always liked him. It'll be interesting to see him in something like this. Um, uh, And another forever purge. He didn't. He never became the Paul Newman that. Maybe no. he could have became. No. He had a good look. Interesting look. He certainly yeah. had an interesting look. Good looking guy. Good screen presence. A couple of really good decisions as far as career. Sweet Home Alabama. He's very appealing. Yeah. Enough. He and then and then listen. Beside and Stealth the same year, it killed his career. Oof, I liked him in the Firm TV show. Yeah, Firm. I liked TV him shows, in that. And he's good in a Beautiful Mind too. He's in that. Uh, he he does. Maybe the smaller parts. He sort of played like roles. a wimpy, nerdy villain in the Hulk movie, though. Remember? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I can't even remember which Hulk that was. Is that Banya? That was uh, Eric Banner. What happened to him? Uh, no, he actually has a movie coming out next week um, called. What's it called? I saw next it, week. The, the Dry. Yeah, it's called The Dry. I think it's a he's you know, he's from overseas. I think it's a I got a one more thing. Movie. Let's talk about here. Go for it. Keith Sutherland's going to do a new TV series for Paramount Plus. He's going to play a um, an operative. Jack Bauer. Not Jack Bauer. See, I'm going to get into that. But he's going to play an operative who has to deal with a changing culture of media manipulation and what to believe. I mean, I know something. What, I know what you're going to ask. Why not just be Jack Bauer in this? Well, thing, here's right? the thing. Everybody who loves Keith Sullivan wants him to be Jack Bauer again. Yes. Why not just do it? Why not just do it? Candy, you're telling me, you're, okay, you're telling me in the age of streaming money, he can't get a financing for a, a Jack Bauer movie now? I don't get it. I don't get it. It was like. Man, when, and how cool would it be if they really did? Even now, let's do it. John McClane Jack Bauer movie. I, I'd kill to see that, wouldn't you? Yeah. It always reminded me when. Uh, That'd be a great pairing, man. That would be a great pairing. When uh when Clint Eastwood I mean, would do 20th Century Fox, it could it could happen. Well, um, when Clint Eastwood would do a like the gauntlet or tightrope, I always used to say, why isn't he just? Cal- yeah, yeah. Cal- I said the same thing. Like, I, what, I always I mean, said, the same what are we thing. doing here? He's not he's not stretching his and remember you, blood work. 
blood work. And, and I one, like right. blood work. I think blood work's a really good movie. That's the one but with Jeff of, Daniels, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and Angelica Houston played his yeah. doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember it did came a point. It's like, Oh, just, you know, Clint do one more dirty Harry movie. And now, well, he can never do a dirty Harry movie. No, night, you wouldn't but, think so. Grant Torino's but, is close to dirty Harry's. Yeah. But I mean, me. you know, you look at that franchise, I know we're veering again, but if you look at the dirty Harry franchise, one, one, um, it couldn't be made now. No, those movies could not be made. They're no. way too politically incorrect for this landscape. Chuck, let's do. Uh, but they were good. All of them were good. I yes. could pop every one of them into, into a Blu-ray player and, and enjoy the heck out of it on a rainy Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. Uh, let's okay. do uh, Fast Five before we do the best of 1986, our 10 sure. favorite movies. Um, and it will start with a Bond and not pick up. Let's not pick a Bond, though. OK, one of my okay. favorite actors is Pierce Brosnan. Who's 65. Wow. I, I enjoy it. And I watch it on my stick. I tell you about my 65 inch 4k TV on my screen parlor. Sometimes too much. I've been watching a little, I've added Dante's peak to the, uh, to this, to this, to the streaming uh, selection. I, I like Dante. Uh, listen, uh, Pierce Bronson's chemistry with Linda Hamilton. That movie is very, very, it's a mature chemistry. I, I, 1990s. I enjoy that movie. Yeah. Um, and I talk about it a couple of times with you. Um, the movie that came out a couple of years ago with him in, uh, and Owen Wilson was act no escape is yeah, it's, yeah. it's a really good movie that nobody saw. And I would go in, pop in final score, the Dave Bautista sudden death. Uh, I got to watch homage. that. I got to watch That's that. really, you know, he's in it as well. Yeah. And, and he's good in it. And, uh, yeah. and I, I always thought that movie he did with, um, Rene Russo with the Thomas crown affair. I thought that was a, he did, they did really he's good. Had job. A long, a listen, he's had a really long career. He's extremely well respected in the industry. And uh, he's good at what he does. He's he very can, good. And he can sing, too. And you think about... Oh, no, no. Uh, Mamma Mia? Yeah. Think no, about no, his no. career, though. Remington Steel. Then mm -hmm. he got relegated to not being able to be Bond. And then he started right. doing bad straight-to-video movies. Um, well, remember, a, remember the Lawnmower Man? Lawnmower Man, he's in that. Right. Actually, remember I, when, we got I, the video, actually, when we got the box at the video store, how exciting. Lawnmower Man. Yeah. And then he took parts in Mrs. Doubtfire and Love Affair. And he has an interesting yeah, That career. part in Mrs. Doubtfire, I always like, I always cringe when he got hit in the back of the head with the volleyball. <laughs> it's like, why is Pierce Bronson doing that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But then he was Bond and he's one of my favorite Bonds too. I think he's actually my favorite James really? Bond. Really? Okay. Deborah Winger nominated for three Oscars, Chuck. Um, Deborah Winger, I say her. And what do you, I, I have a strange oh, feeling. You might, leap of, faith. You might no. say leap of faith here. Yeah, I know. Well, I listen is leave a fate. OK, officer and gentleman is the answer. I'm terms okay? of endearment, but uh, all right. You can make the she argument. had her time in the in the business. She's she was very good. Uh, you know, leave a fate is a really interesting movie. I watched it not too long ago. Did I tell you about that 65 inch 4K TV? But anyway, I watched it on there. And the second half of that movie, I really dig. The first half is just. It meanders Isn't to get to that uh, Liam Neeson, a southern yeah. sheriff in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> but that movie has some really big highlighted, like really feel good, like super feel good moments when um, w w what is what's his name? Uh, Lucas Haas. Yeah, when, when he walks in and, and, and Simon's really good in that movie, though. Yeah, it's it has a lot of good. issues, though. But the yeah. second half, I really enjoy. And I will and say she's that in it. Yeah, I she will... plays a. Yeah, she plays his sidekick, right? As yeah, with right. The show. Yes. Yeah. I will say that her role in Good Sissy, score too. Her her role as Sissy in Urban Cowboy set women back about fifty years. That Probably. movie is god awful, and I know it has a great you know people loved it in its time, but boy oh boy, the abusive woman she plays in that movie, 
Uh, it's so bad, Chuck. It's hard to watch. Even John Travolta and and in this day and age, you show me a Me Too movie, it's going to watch that movie. That maybe they should cancel that movie because that is just a rough watch right now. Um, here's a tough one. How about Robert Zemeckis as a director? Um, he's celebrating a birthday this weekend. He's actually seventy years old. I mean, he's got to be Back to the Future, no? The I mean, trilogy. Got- I think he did. Uh, you know, if you watch those movies back to back to back as a trilogy, they feel seamless, even though. The second and third was shot uh, four years yeah. after the original, yeah. but it still feels seamless. And I love that as a trilogy. But, you I know, mean, he did Forrest Gump and he did Castaway. Yeah. Contact, too. And he did Romance in the Stone, another yeah. really good movie. I mean, uh, I know you like Flight. I wasn't a big fan of Flight. I did um, like Flight. And he did the Polar Express, which we watch every Christmas, too. Yeah. Um, but I guess to me, I mean, Back to the Future, you talk about seamless science fiction movies. I mean, it, it is single-handedly the greatest time travel movie of all time. You know, so. I was watching Back to the Future 2 because uh, uh, um, Netflix just re-edited it again, right? right? So I was watching it at the Ice Cream Parlor with a buddy. And, uh, um, and I said to him, when you watch Michael J. Fox in those movies, he's so comfortable on screen. He just, he's yeah. so, he's so, like, he's just one of those people, you just like him. That casting, Eric Stoltz removed, Michael J. Fox inserted as Monty McFly movie. I mean, just perfect. It's perfect. perfect. It's a perfect yeah. movie. It really is. Yeah, I agree. Um, Chuck, how about George Lucas? Now you can go. Well, let's try to stick to directorial credits here for George Lucas. Obviously, he's involved with the Raiders. I don't know. Trilogy. American Graffiti. Yeah, I mean, you could say the original Star Wars. I mean, but American Graffiti really, truly yeah. was a great directorial but here um, you know here here's the thing I, I saw his birthday so I, I started to say to myself because he's a very when you when you mentioned his name really interesting one i mean he's filthy rich yeah but but here's the thing when you look at the original star wars trilogy and the ones and then the ones he directed okay yes. you say to yourself did he just have a lot of talent around him that yeah helped him like how could you go, how could you be that off for three movies? I know those. I mean, Revenge of the Sith is all right, but but it goes to show you, of, you know what it shows you, Chuck, the amount what? of power he has that nobody can sit down next to him and say, "Dude, you got to scale this thing back. You got stuff here." That yeah, you but don't. that's his issue. He should know that. Yeah, but um, but if when everybody's telling you you're the greatest, and I get everything it, but you he, think but, of but, should be on. But at film. the end of the day, once 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 the movie's cut in the editing room and he releases, it's on him. Right. Dude, and I blame him for the last Indiana Jones movie, too. That's all him. I could just his fingerprints are all over that alien scene at the end. And I, I, I blame him for that. And the flying monkeys. Uh, I, I, that's not Spielberg. That's Lucas. And it's hard uh, to believe that. In, I mean, in my opinion, that movie's bad. It's bad. It's bad. And it's funny because when I was screened to Sundance and then it came, the reviews started popping. I mean, Roger E before stars Rotten Tomatoes is like 89 percent positive. They they were blinded those people. No, that and you know, bad, and most people know it's bad. And unfortunately, that movie, the first twenty minutes, you know it's bad, and you can't, and it never gets out of it. It never sets, it gets out of the rut. And it then starts. when, it, and then when, and and, it, and then you know, I remember sitting in a theater. The worst feeling in high anticipation movies that you want to like is when the air starts coming out of the balloon, right? And it just keeps coming out and coming yep. out and coming out. It's a horrible feeling as a, a movie lover. When yeah. you really want to watch something and you like you have it's acceptance. You have to accept that. Holy crap. This movie's bad. It's, uh, it's like Shades of Wonder Woman. The 1984. Is right. I had, I had that feeling. Right. That, I remember feeling. watching that on uh, 
what was it? Uh, Christmas Day. Yeah, I think it was. Christmas and I was, Day. And, and, and I'm watching. And I'm like, okay, this this will get better. It, you know, it's got to get better because I heard good things about it. Yeah. Uh, no, this movie's bad. Chuck. And, how- then, and then you call a buddy up, and you, what do you think? Oh, the movie is bad. unbelievable. No, well, let me call. What, what Joe? What, what Mary? Oh, it's bad. It's, okay, yeah. yeah, I was right. Yeah. Um. Kate Blanchett, Chuck, one of the most beautiful actresses, one of my favorites, is 52 years old this weekend. I really enjoyed her in the Woody Allen movie, Blue Jasmine. Which yeah, she's is, really good in that. She's really good in that movie. She's Obviously, good in she, everything, right? She really is. I'm mean, Elizabeth. Um, I, you know, even Ocean's 8, I wish she was in it more. She's part of the, you know, uh, Marvel Universe as well with the, the Thor Ragnarok, right? Yeah. She's in that. Um, I'm in the minority me, on that film, though, but go ahead. Yeah, to me, it's Blue, it's Blue Jasmine. Okay. At, at, um, Me too. And and uh, how about last but not least? Here's an interesting actor. And please don't say Planet of the Apes, although he is the best part of Planet of the Apes. Uh, Tim Roth is uh, 60 this wow. weekend. Um, now, like I said, he is good as Caesar in Planet of the Apes. Everything else around it is, he is actually he, no. He's not. He's he stayed. Uh, he stayed. Not Caesar. He stayed. stayed. He yeah. actually is the ju- he is the total and absolute juice. Yes. Uh, Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. The only juice. He is the juice. That that he is what makes that movie watchable is him. Um is there something else that stands out? Now, you, gotta give a lot of work. Bi- you gotta give me his bio. Well, he's done a lot of work with uh with Quentin Tarantino, obviously. He's in Pulp yeah. Fiction, he's in yeah. uh, Hateful Eight. Yeah. He's also in the Hulk, right? Isn't he uh the incredible Hulk? Yeah, he's yeah, in. he is. Uh he's actually turns into one of the yeah, Hulks. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um I'm just trying to think of one that struck a chord with you that maybe uh, would stick out. Um, I don't know. Rob Roy. I think he got an Oscar nomination for Rob Roy. Rob Roy. I feel like I need to take a shower after that movie. For some yeah. reason. To me, it's either Reservoir Dogs. And I, I do like his role in Pulp Fiction, although it's small. Yeah. Um, uh, By know. the way, Pulp Fiction, this week in movie history came out uh, in 1994. Same year as Shawshank and Forrest Gump, which won the Oscar for Best Picture, which we've talked about. Plenty of times. On this what did program. you think of his TV show? Lie to me. Did you ever see that? No. Yeah. He was a doctor on that show. He solved mysteries, right? Or something like that. I think that was a Fox show for, a, for a little bit. Right. Um, so, uh, but again, a very interesting actor who you kind of want to see a little bit more of, and he never, how old really is he did much more? He's 60. Yeah. Everybody's aging. I'm like, yeah, well, I, I got new, you can see me on zoom. I got, I got a, a new haircut. What do you think? You look great, man. And no, I do. I, 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 I can only I, wish I could see it on your 65 inch uh, HD TV, whatever the hell. No, no, is. but it, it, no, I mean, full disclosure though, when I was walking down the block here at Christmas street, um, got a lot of compliments on it. Well, that's good. I mean, no, serious. if you can get uh, compliments stop on Christmas street in East Strasburg, you're doing yeah, something. Stop right. being facetious, but yeah. Um, all right, Chuck, 1986, not going to be facetious. Pretty interesting year in movies. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, uh, and and it is the year of platoon, and I would I don't know, but I'm guessing you know you swept the Oscars and you know uh, Oliver Stone blah 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 yeah. blah blah. It's not on my list. I mean, it's I, I watched have it. it on my I liked top it, 10, but go ahead. I liked it. I watched it, but it's a hard watch. Let's yeah. face it. Um, but uh, it, that was the year of platoon. Um, and I will say this before I get into my top ten. It almost made my top ten, but I felt a little dirty putting it in my top ten. This is the year of maybe the second best Friday the Thirteenth movie. Uh, Jason Lives did come out. It part it did, six. and that was it. we we both talked about this on the program when we did a Friday the Thirteenth retrospective. How much we enjoy that movie? It's yeah, really and, good. and it, it's so good that it actually almost made my list, Chuck. And 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 I just wanted to bring that up because it's a uh, it's it's fun. It's quick. 
and has a lot of really and, good and things. What I liked about that movie the most is like a lot of a lot of uh, movies like that horror films in the genre. Sometimes they frustrate you because they don't give you what you really want. That movie gives you everything you want. Everything. Yeah. Um, Chuck, let me know what you think of my 10 through uh, six here. Um, uh, can I get back to you? Can I can I can I mail you an opinion? No, I really want you to listen to what I'm saying and actually have an opinion instead okay. of just uh, kind of listening and then going right to your list, um, which is what you normally do. Um, yeah, true. My number 10 is uh, John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. A heck I of like a lot it. of fun at a movie theater with uh, Kurt Russell uh, uh, and really empowering John Wayne. And, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's stupid as all hell. It uh, makes absolutely no sense. But somehow. That works in its favor. My number nine is perhaps the deepest of all John Hughes movies and very underrated, although it's got a huge following and that's pretty in pink. Oh, I love I, that movie. I, I say it's underrated only in the sense that it kind of gets globbed into the. It's one, if, if I had any of the John Hughes movies that I could pop in right now and watch, that would be the one. She's very good in it. Molly Ringwald. And, and it uh, has a power to it, too. It does. It does. Um, and James Spader, really good. This that was a quintessential James Spader, a sleazy. Yeah, I mean, it has 80s. a power in the respect that it defines on what 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 do people want out of people they associate with yeah. you know, character or materialism. Prestige. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a good subject. It yep. really is. And she's that's, really good in it. She's very good. And that's probably her best role. In and all so the is uh, Andrew McCarthy, Andrew McCarthy. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Ducky. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Right. John now? Cryer. John Cryer. Awesome. Yeah. One of the classic characters of all time. Yeah. Ducky, right. Ducky. Yeah. My number uh, eight is the great uh, action movie FX with Brian Brown and oh, good Brian Dennehy. I had a lot of fun in that movie. It yeah. Spawned a sequel. Not as good, but a lot of fun. Uh, my number seven is another Kurt Russell movie, and I can watch this movie over and over and over again. High concept. Chuck, what if you never caught the football in the high school championship game, but you oh, got I, to replay boy, it again? This really was a good year. The best of a times. lot of what you're picking is not on my top ten, but this. Well, that's great. That's a yeah. good sign. Yeah, uh, and, best and, of I, and I, I remember um, this really goes back because I, I think I saw that a lot on like WH, WHT, the, the antenna uh, cable mm -hmm. service back in the day. Yeah, the last half hour of that movie's a blast. It's unbelievable. It really is. And, you know, Robin Williams kind of playing against type um, and Kurt Russell not playing against type, but somehow they have an amazing amount of chemistry in the movie, Chuck. And it really, you know, you know how it's going to end, but somehow they make it original and a lot of fun. Yeah. And my number six is a movie we talked about last week because we brought up Billy Crystal. Really good cop. But, you know, you could put Lethal Weapon as maybe the best buddy cop movie, but right up there in the top five is Running Scared. Um, Billy Crystal and uh, Gregory Hines chasing down drug dealer Jimmy Smith's in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, great. You know what's good about this movie too, Chuck? Tell it's me. all filmed in Chicago. Yeah, it and, is good. And it really puts you there. You got a you got a car yeah. chase scene on the L. Um, great scene at the government building at the end, and and a great pairing, um, uh, Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines. So there's my ten through six. A pretty damn good one too. Big Trouble in Little China, Pretty in Pink, FX, Best of Times, and Running Scared. And Friday the Thirteenth almost made it, but I just wanted to bring that Fair up. Fair point. Well. I just want to, in retrospect, I want to just talk about Big Trouble in Little China. It's not on my top ten, and I like the movie, but I remember seeing that back in the theater in '86. I saw it with we, my dad, and and we but, went. It, we went. I went with like three buddies, right? And it was a late show. It was yeah. like a late, like like it might even been a midnight show on a Saturday night back in the day, right? Yeah. So we walk out of the theater. And we look at each other and we're perplexed. We are perplexed. <laughs> That's because, the right feeling. Because it, it, it was ahead of its time. Like, it, it was one of those movies that people had a hard time. Like, it was so different. And he drew everything in the kitchen sink on the oh screen. My God. 
And over time, it's one of those movies that you come to appreciate more and more. And that's my feeling about that movie. You could tell the other joy that Kurt Russell had making that movie with John Carpenter too. He had a good time. He's all in. He's all in. He's completely all in. Yeah. And, uh, and over the top, um, Jack Burton, right? Uh, and, yes. Uh, it's uh, just a lot of fun. Uh, Kim my, I saw my dad. My dad, obviously, he's not going to get a movie like that at all. Yeah. Um, why? How come? Well, I, I, there's a list of 10 things. <laughs> why? <laughs> um, uh, here's my 10 through six. Ready? Go for it. Number 10. Remember the movie Lucas? Oh, I love Lucas. Luca okay. Plakia. Yeah. A, a, a terrific coming of age movie. Corey, Hel- Corey Haim, super likable. Kerry Green. From the Goonies, yeah, the Goonies is in yeah. that movie. Charlie uh, Sheen and and Renona Ryder, right? Yes. Uh, no, I don't, is is that, I don't think that's her. It looks like her, but I don't think it's her. Maybe I don't know. I don't think it's her. I, I gotta check. Maybe but I, like, I, right. I, I enjoyed that movie a lot. Corey Haim, a great. T- that movie has. I don't. I'm not a big fan of. Remember the uh, football, the football stuff. Yeah, the, no, movie, I'm not a big fan of uh, the final scene being a still shot. The final, yeah. but that one worked. That was like one yeah. of the best endings to a movie that I actually enjoyed. That freeze frame at the yeah. end. Yeah. So number nine, I did put Oliver Stone's Splatoon. Number eight, how about at close range with Sean Penn and uh, Chris movie. Walken? Chris I like that movie. Yeah. Good movie. Uh, Madonna's uh, Live to Tell was a big hit. Yep. On the radio, um, the dourness of that film, I enjoy, I just liked. It's pretty number dark. Number seven. Yeah. Star Trek: The Voyage Home. I almost made my list too. That's the best Star Trek movie. Oh, it's so uh, enjoyable! It's yeah. so enjoyable. It's, most ac- it's also the most accessible to it, mainstream non-Star Trek fans. Absolutely, no? absolutely. It's uh, it's almost a comedy, really. And it, then it, number six, uh, Rob Reiner, Stand by Me. Uh, you know, I almost made my list too. It's a great movie. It really is. Um, it was a great year. I didn't realize. I didn't realize till I, 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 you know, I, I started googling the subject matter of what we wanted to do. It's like. Wow. Like yeah. I could have a top 20 here. Well, easily. And, my, and I would tell you my top four movies here might be as good as any top four of all time. Uh, all right, in, let's in go. Year. My number five, though, before we get to that, you know, a lot of people give credit to war games as far as um, teenagers and nuclear war and great movies. And don't get me wrong. One of my favorite 10 films. I love that time. movie. That was 83. But yep. In 1986, we kind of got a spinoff of that movie called The Manhattan Project. Oh, boy. Which, you know, I didn't. I love that movie. What a great movie with Christopher Collette, who makes his own atomic bomb. John Lithgow as his would be maybe stepfather who works at a nuclear plant that nobody seems to know about in upstate New York. And this is a great teenage movie. Yes. Great suspense film. Yep. And the last 10 minutes of this film are as good as anything. And, and can I say celluloid. something? They don't make movies like this anymore, Mike. No, this is a great, great film. They do not film. make movies. Any, they, don't, they don't even try to make movies like this. Any. This is called a tweener. It's not a huge budget. It's not a low budget. It it was it was designed to play in theaters, but also when it hit cable or wherever it played, it just plays and plays and plays. It's a really good movie. It's a great movie, and John Lithgow is uh, always fantastic. Is, Who played the mother? Uh, Krista Catherine Hicks played the mom. She's really good. She's really good in it as well. And Christopher yeah. Collette was an interesting teenage actor too. He Remember was he did, absolutely he did he first born with uh, Peter absolutely. Weller. Yeah, and, uh, he was good in that. Um, yeah. Never and the really girl was, a, his girlfriend in the movie was really good. His girlfriend was uh, the almost uh, governor of New York. Uh, what's wow. her name? Cynthia Nixon played his girlfriend. In oh, yeah, you're right. Project. Holy yeah. smoke. Yeah. So uh, really good flick. Wow. Go back and check it out. I'm not, is it on Blu-ray, Chuck? I doubt it's even on Blu-ray. No, I think it, I think it might have been released on Blu-ray a couple years ago. Well, that's my but number five. That's right? a really good my, my, my number five. Good double uh, feature with war games, right? Watch yeah, those two movies. hundred percent. Yeah. My number five, I still think this is one of the most enjoyable movies ever made. 
Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield. It's my number four, actually. My I, number four. It, 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 to take a comic talent like him, a unique comic talent, and have him play a character that is so mainstream accessible. I remember sitting in a theater <laughs> watching this movie, Avenue Movie Theater, actually, in Brooklyn, New York. I, I probably went to see this five, six times, and so did a lot of people in the neighborhood. Went back to... And we had such a good time watching it. It is yeah. funny. It is also family oriented. A lot of heart. Big heart. Uh, uh, what's his name? Is this Keith, Go- Keith Gordon? Keith Gordon is his son. Gone. He's yeah. awesome. Robert Downey Jr., a young Robert Downey Jr. You never think he would would have been Iron Man, but he was so good. He, uh, William Zabka, too. Don't and forget. William Zabka, William Zabka, Sam Kinison. I mean, it's so such a good movie. And Burt Young as his as his uh, his sidekick. Oh, man. My, <laughs> I, I tell you, I. It's you so funny. Watch, There's so many it great holds one-liners. Up beautifully. It just holds up. You. Be- it does not get old. That movie. And here's a guy who who's comedy. And if you watch Easy Money and all his stand up, very yeah. R rated. But they found a way to make his comedy big time. A PG movie. And Adrian Barbeau's his wife was hysterical in those in those openings. early on. Oh my God, so funny. And yeah. Uh, uh, Sal, Sally Kellerman too, right? And, he, and, and and you know, Dangerfield's playing, you know, sort of like he has no filter. No, that's uh, what I mean. Somehow they fit right? this in a PG he has, movie. He has no filter. He says whatever's in his head, and the audience eats it up. That's great. And the scene with Sam Kinison really is when absolute classic. And and even, I mean, people were buckled over, belly laughing during that sequence. <laughs> even Ned Beatty, you remember Ned Beatty's yeah. character's name? Dean Martin. <laughs> I'm going to tell Martin. you a quick story. Um, you know the writer, right? Yeah, well, what happened is I did a revival of it like five years ago. I posted on Facebook. Somebody makes a comment. Oh, I hope you have a good time. I wrote it. I responded. I said, you wrote it. Where do you live? He said, I live in New Jersey. His name was Steve Campman, who was yep. actually on the Bob Newhart show. Yep. Right. So I said, Newhart, I didn't know. Right. Newhart. Newhart show. Yeah. So I, I said in a, in, a, in a message to him on Facebook, I said, listen, I, I explained who I was. I do these revivals at this theater. I said, well, why don't you come on out and introduce it? Love to have you. And he said, okay, uh, <laughs> what time? I said, we'll be here Sunday at six o'clock. It starts at seven. He walks through the door at Pocado Cinema. I shake his hand. We start talking. We bonded. The guy was awesome, awesome, awesome guy. He, he goes up on stage. He introduces it. He wrote the Dean Martin joke. He wrote the Dean Martin joke. Dean Martin. He, was, he, was, he was really good friends with Howard Ramis. The day after he sent me a text, and he said, I want you to know, I, I spoke to Howard Ramis' son. We thank you very much for doing the revival. He's a guy who couldn't be a nicer guy. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's a good a story. story. I just want a great story. Hopefully really he didn't spend too much time on Club Paradise. Because I probably think probably not. Yeah, no, probably not. Yeah. All right, well, that, hey, listen, hey, some hit, some miss. You know, no, that's right. Well, you know back to school hit big time. We both love that movie. Time. That's yeah. my number four. Big so what's your too. number four? Uh, Martin Scorsese's Color of Money. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I love that movie, except... The ending. The ending, he botches the ending badly. But here's what I like about the movie. Paul Newman. Paul Newman three, and Paul Newman. New, Paul Newman, <laughs> Tom Cruise, but Mary Elizabeth Mastertonio is pretty been, damn yeah. good in that movie. Yeah. She, listen, she's Tom Cruise's girlfriend, right? Now, you could think, oh, got a lot of women actresses playing Cruise's girlfriend in a movie would get blown off the screen by yeah. his whatever. Not her. Nope. Not she's her. Very good. Yep. She very is good. every bit as equal or, or superior. She's she's she was a really good talent. She was. Uh, you should look um, at her in, in this Scarface in the Abyss. This, yeah, and even Perfect and she Storm. Was, she's in. Yeah, oh, she's, she's really in. good. And here's Chuck. This is one of the examples of those movies that the ending is so bad that I walked out not liking the movie, not realizing. You know, when you watch it again, you understand. Yeah. The, yeah, but the, the movie's. Cinematic, but the the uh, the and Paul Newman's so good in it, but I could not. 
stand how he ended that movie and it's building up to this great crescendo and then the final credits come up and you're like what the hell i do I don't get it I, I never understood it yeah but uh, i still and, really like it though uh and it's got a great score in it too a great soundtrack yes very much so my number three is argued by many as the greatest basketball movie of all time um greatest my, it's movie my number of three also time. Uh, and, and maybe the greatest Gene Hackman movie of all time said Poseidon Adventure take and French connection out of it. But Hoosiers yeah. uh, capturing the Indiana awesome. small town life uh, in, in the 1950s uh, underdog school wing it all uh, the, the, the basketball tournament. And Chuck, I mean, what do you say about a movie that's talked about millions upon millions upon millions of times? Um, and, um, you know, Gene Hackman, what he brings to this role is so much depth and performance. And we don't hear a lot about what happened in the past. But we could tell in his performance, it was something pretty dark and something no, I, he really I, had to Listen, I, here's what's interesting about this movie. Um, it's about redemption, which is no, here, really here, what here, I love the thing. I don't know if you notice. Uh, I'm going through some redemption in my life, okay? Yeah. Now, what Gene Hackman's character had in this movie is he had in, in his past, and they hint on it strongly, yeah. he had an uncontrolled temper. Yes. Right? He wanted to win so bad that he forgot the humanity of the people he was dealing with, right? Most likely. And it caused darkness and, and destruction in his life. And I get that. And it's a great performance. And I think originally the, the role was offered to Jack Nicholson, right? Would have been interesting. It would have been interesting. I don't see it. But Hackman evidently, he, you know, Hackman was really difficult on a lot of sets. And when he did that movie, he thought he was making a bad movie. And then I guess they screened it and he watched it and he was like, what happened? This movie's good. Well, and like you know, he, that's this one of those movies, too, that grew over word of mouth, too. And, and it wasn't a huge release of a movie. And it just kept building. Hemdale, I think building. It, was, it was it was released by a company called Hemdale. Yeah. Which I and, think it's uh, defunct now. And David Onspot directed. Yeah, I, here's what I love to know. I'd love to know the complete backstory of David Onspot. Okay, yeah. he did this. He did Rudy. He did that movie. He did that movie with one other movie. I think with Mia Savino and um, and uh, Mar- Mariah Carey. Right, right, right. right. He, he didn't do a lot. He did not. I think like four projects, but he did two. He did two epics. The, the and very. The greatest and iconic sports movies. Yeah, he did. Rudy and, Indiana, and Hoosiers and, and Indiana movies too. this is like and Jerry Goldsmith does a score in both movies. Oh, my goodness. These movies could play back to back 20 years apart. I've and, screened both of them. And listen, I love every ounce of these movies. I could watch them right now. Yep, Jerry Goldsmith actually got a nomination for his score in that, which is just mind blowing. And of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up the performance by Dennis Hopper. Talk about redemption stories. Um, he does a wonderful job. That scene where he coaches the team is just remarkable. There's so many highs in this movie, uh, and and uh, and the the kid making the the foul shot, uh, uh, just unbelievable. But of course, it, it all ends with with the kid. I'll, I'll make it, Chuck, and you know he was going to make it, and. And, and he does make it, and I'm not giving anything away. It's just a, a great, great film. And no, so it's a great movie. Re- rewatchable, rewatchable, rewatchable. All right, that's your number three, too. I'll continue yeah. with my number two movie, maybe the funniest R-rated movie and uh, best R-rated love story I've ever seen, and that's about last night, Chuck. It's oh, one of my boy. favorite movies not on my of, list. of okay. all time. Really? Rob Lowe, Demi Moore. And now, my, my number two is a, a, an great love story on a very different level but go ahead well uh this is a very r-rated movie written from a play by david mamet uh adapted by tim kazarinski who was on snl and another yeah, writer I remember him. 
Chuck, uh, this movie has so many big laughs from Jim Belushi, but it tells a love story between two 20 somethings yeah. who hook up and yeah. then fall in love after it. And yeah. uh, which is a very realistic portrayal of what was going on in yeah, the yeah. 1980s. You know, I get it. It, it, it. A lot of love stories. You know, it's not about the hookup until, you know, later on this one, it's the hookup. And then you got to fall in love after it. And, you know, I don't think Rob Lowe's ever been better. I don't think Demi Moore's ever been better. It really was a big star making turn for her, too. And Jim Belushi really almost steals the film with uh, a he, lot of he, his one liners. His character rubbed me. See, the problem I have with this film is I don't like his character. I disagree. It, I it think rubs he, me the wrong way. It's yeah, just like a it's like a male. It's like I don't like that type of personality. No, nah, I just think it was the comic relief the movie needed. And yeah, Elizabeth, okay. Birkin, Elizabeth Perkins does a wonderful job, too, as her yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Um, I love the score uh, mm-hmm. directed by Ed Zwick, too, uh, who would go yeah. on to do great stuff. I, I, yeah, I love uh, about last night. And it's uh, it, it's just a great R rated love story. Um, not for the kids, Chuck. Okay. And it ends on a good high note. Now, here's really the thing. Like my my top two. That means one of them is not on your list. No, and one of them. But the number one is undeniable. Not only the best movie, maybe of the decade and of, you know, of all time. It's OK, best. so I'm assuming we have both aliens as our number one. Number one, no doubt. OK, let me go to my number two, which I'm disappointed that you don't have. It's because of the cave I, there. No, because <laughs> I think it's one of the it's easily one of the best films of that decade. It's a movie they don't make anymore. And it's from a director with a unique vision. And it's a powerful movie on so many levels, including a lot. It's The Fly. David Cronenberg's The Fly. I know you're a big fan of that movie. Oh, man, this is an awesome movie, Mike. This is an awesome, awesome movie. I mean, it's heartbreaking. It's 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 powerful. It's so well done. He takes a concept from a 50s horror movie with Vincent Price, who's not really the star of that movie, but he got, you know, help me, help me. And, then you know, he he hits it with the brick. I remember when I was a kid, that part always fascinated me. But he takes a concept and he does something that like that Brundle, uh, Seth Brundle character played by Jeff. One, Jeff Goldblum has never, ever been better on film, no, ever. Right. It is a great character. And Gina Davis is awesome. And when they mer- they, when their two characters enter each other's life, it just it's so it's a great movie. It's it a is great a good movie. movie. I, I do like it. I, I, um, I don't like it. So as much I, as you I, do. But I don't know if I want to do the show with you anymore. And not have, I just I just don't know. That's OK. Um, <laughs> well, what do we say about aliens other than it's the greatest science fiction action movie ever made? I mean, it's, it's and I would say first, I would say, in my opinion, it's just better than alien. It is. It's not I mean, even a close. lot of people. There's people who say no. I it's it is. You cannot do close. a movie like this better. Well, first of all, it has one of the greatest female action yes. heroes of all time. And it has and it has one of the great bonding experiences of, of all time. time. Newt, who actually just celebrated the actress celebrated her birthday a couple yeah, of weeks she, ago. Yeah, that was the only thing she ever did. The only She's thing a school teacher, did. I think. She was became a school teacher. Never and, acted. That was it. One and done. And then you throw How in Michael Bain and uh, Bill Paxton and and Lance Hendrickson. Every every Marines almost developed into their own character here. Great. For, and, and um, it, it's just and then this you got not one, just one alien. You got multiple upon multiple. Here, aliens. Here's here's a problem with aliens in terms of the franchise. When you make a movie that great, you can't even come close again. You right. Can't. And that's that's always been the problem. That is. You, and you that's, cannot, if you make something half as good, you're lucky. It, I don't this, even know if they've come to that close. Well, not only that, Chuck, but this movie doesn't even you don't need to see any of the other movies. You see this movie. No, I agree. It, it's a standalone science fiction action movie. And I they've agree. tried to do, you know, Ridley Scott's tried to come back. He's done a couple of OK movies, but um, great nothing, score too. great score from uh, James uh, Horner. Yeah, James Horner. It's just uh, 
a, a fantastic movie. And it's, it's so good that even David Fincher making crap right after it, um, it doesn't even affect the magnitude of how good this movie is. Here's the thing about the David Fincher alien. Um, he's very, very watchable, but one alien, not CGI big in too. scope, not C- big in scope. CGI too. That's a problem. You know? And yeah. they kill and they kill off Newton. Uh, they kill off and, Newton and and uh, yeah, right off the bat and uh, yeah, uh, not a pro- it's a problem. You and Michael Bean's character, you kill. Yeah, you I mean, can't do that. You can't you can't do it? I mean, that's like and, killing and, off Miyagi in the second Karate Kid. I mean, you can't no, do it. That would be like killing. Um, that would be like killing Wilbur at the beginning of the Beyond the Beside Adventure. Well, you know it's interesting, Chuck. You know we went through our top ten <laughs> list and we said it was yeah. a it was a great year. Um, it was. But, a lot of big money-making movies were good, too. They weren't on our list. Like yeah. Karate Kid Part 2, good yeah, movie. Yeah, I enjoyed the heck out of that movie. Ruthless People, good movie. Yeah, Golden Child, kid. the Big Eddie Murphy movie. I, I yeah. liked it. I got okay. a lot of laughs out of that. All right. Crocodile Dundee had Paul Hogan come yeah, on the scene. It was a huge hit, man. Huge hit. And Top yeah. Gun came out in 1986. Wow, I know. It you know, was a good year. It's a good year, although I think Top Gun and Crocodile Dundee are a little bit overrated. Um, when you look, 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 when you look at these, these lists, lists, they're not making movies like this anymore. They're not. They are not, Mike. No, I mean, they're not. And, and, and they're all and we didn't even bring up uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which you, I know you you're not. Uh, you can all. And, no, I'm not. I, I, that character rubs me the wrong way. I understand why people love it, though. But here's the thing. Um, it just it just feels like the technologies ahead. It's gotten too. it's gotten so far advanced. Yeah. That the in-between stuff of just thought-provoking storytelling is gone out the window. Well, here's here's the problem. They make aliens now. It stars The Rock and nobody else, and he just kills all the aliens. He just punches the, the alien, fake, right? Yeah, he has a fake leg, and he kills them all with that. <laughs> yeah, and, it's not and, good. And that's, that's the problem with uh, movie-making nowadays. But it was a great year. Go back and enjoy uh, all these movies we talked about, and a lot of sleepers. It was a good sleeper kind of year. And Hoosiers is a sleeper. Hoosiers was a listen. Sleeper. Hoosiers is made now in 2021, Mike. It does not get traction like no. it did in '86. It just no. doesn't. No, and you know the way back is kind of a modern day. Hoosiers, yeah, it is, and it's know? good. Um, and but it's it's very R-rated modern day. Uh, yeah, Hoosiers, I like it a lot. It's a good flick. All right, Chuck, we'll do this all over again. How'd next I do? Week. How'd 35 I do? years ago, um, uh, we were a, a lot younger, and um, but I think we're better looking now, though. I no, got to be honest here. I think, yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right, Chuck. We'll do this next week. How about that? All right. Uh, It's always a pleasure. And to the audience, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.